Have you ever noticed that podcasts are a little like sharks? When they stop swimming, they die, and they can both smell blood from a mile away. So in the spirit of keeping swimming, I'd like to introduce you to TOS Plus. Putting my business pants on for a second, TOS Plus is our new premium membership thingamajig. It's the all-access pass to a growing library of exclusive horror, sci-fi, and WTF audio fiction, along with access to the regular TOS weekly stories in higher quality, a week early, and ad-free. Once again, that's exclusive episodes, ad-free, a week early, and higher quality audio. You'll also get access to the brand new TOS Plus Vault, where you can grab our ebooks, comics, and desktop wallpapers and all sorts of stuff. All of this is available today via our Patreon campaign, which includes juicy extras like Discord access, audiobooks, and merch. And if you're an Apple user, you can subscribe directly via the Apple Podcasts app. We're now in our eighth year of the podcast, and we've got so many cool projects on the boil none of which would be possible without the ongoing support of our listeners, specifically our premium subscribers, our super-powered patrons, and the many multi-dimensional voodoo priests air-guitaring to the TOS intro jingle. For more, head over to theotherstories.net forward slash plus. Once again, that's theotherstories.net forward slash plus. Hello, my name is Alex Markley, and I'm inviting you to check out my new podcast. It's a surreal sci-fi comedy series called The Unlikely Adventures of an Improbable Family. It's about a forlorn shell of a man, his egotistical laptop, a cartoon alien fuzzball, and a mysterious woman with telepathic abilities. You can find The Unlikely Adventures on the web at unlikely.show or wherever you find your podcasts. Give it a listen and let me know what you think. And thanks. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these are the other stories. <laughs> Today's episode will be narrated by Persephone Rose. You may have heard Persephone's fantastic narration on our podcast many times, and I think you'll agree he's a brilliant talent. Now, if you'd like to hear more of his dulcet tones, then you can check out his brand new podcast, Emperor Pigs. Emperor Pigs, how can I describe Emperor Pigs? Well, luckily I don't have to, because we have a trailer. Carl, if you please. From executive producer Persephone Rose. We've all got something we're dealing with here, and sometimes things get rough. 
in a city populated by monsters and demons. I want six pizzas topped with your precious sacrificed goat. Comes the story of a pizzeria that also sells weed. Hey G-Man, you got any new butt flavors? One crew must face unprecedented challenges. Let me talk to your manager. Anything with meat on it. You are definitely overcharging me. Of all the terrible customer service atrocities, we just have to push through and try our best. Let the transference of spirits begin! As the dough rises, just what kind of business are you running around here, huh? And an empire falls. We didn't order any stinking pizza! Hey, wait! What shop did you say you were from again? You weren't really going to kill him, are you? I told him you'd be nothing but trouble. Imagine my surprise when it turned out I was right. Hey, boss. Fernie's gone and lost as another driver. Get me my silver bullet gun! No! My offspring have a basic right to eat. You are under arrest on cross-dimensional terrorism charges. We have extensive evidence linking you to massacres in at least six distinct universes. <laughs> Postal Roach Audio proudly presents Emperor Pigs, Pizza, and Sigs. Believe it or not, we've dealt with worse situations around here. EmperorPigs.com <clears throat> Thank you. Persephone's new podcast launches on the 20th of April, but you can subscribe right now so go subscribe to emperor pigs and share persephone some of that other stories love a big congrats to you man and here's to a successful launch today's episode is as it was written by michael david wilson and narrated by persephone rose dahlia didn't walk she glided the long red dress accentuating her figure harry sat on the sofa hunched over to lace his boot He looked up at Dahlia, had never felt so in love. He opened his mouth to tell her, but she spoke first. I don't want to go. But we've spent the best part of two hours getting ready, Harry said. James and Claire are on their way. Just got a text from Claire saying as much. I'm sorry. Is it something I said? No. Something I did? Harry, you've done nothing wrong. You sure about that? Harry didn't like the way she left him hanging, the way the silence grew ugly and uncomfortable. Eventually, she nodded. Dahlia pulled at the straps of her dress. This dress is dumb anyway. It looks great. You look great. It's totally impractical. Is that what this is about? Just change the dress. Put on jeans and a t-shirt. Something comfortable. I know Leon said he preferred formal wear, but... It's nothing to do with that, Dahlia said. And besides, nobody goes out in Westminster in jeans and a t-shirt. Harry wasn't sure that was true, but didn't argue. Take the time you need to find something you want to wear. It's okay to be five minutes late. We're not going to be five minutes late. So, ten, fifteen, no worries. Harry picked up his phone from the sofa arm. I'll call them. Let them know we're running late. I don't want to be late. Nobody does, because I don't want to go. Harry slouched back on the sofa. Why? Dahlia grabbed an almost empty beer bottle from the coffee table, swigged it back, winced when she realized it was stale. Why? Harry repeated, more softly. I have to tell them something, let them know why it's only me and not the two of us. 
I don't want you to go either. Dahlia, you can't stop me from going to my best friend's leaving do. Dahlia's eyes were sad. So sad. Dahl, I've known him for most of my life. He's off to America. I might not see him for years. She stayed silent. Give me something. A reason. Do you trust me? Of course I trust you. Then we don't go. Because... Because I have a bad feeling, okay? Harry shook his head, then laughed. I can't tell them we're not going because you have a bad feeling. What does that even mean? Trust me. I do, but we need something more substantial. Look, is this because of what happened last Christmas? It's nothing to do with that. Leon was very drunk, and he apologized to me numerous times. He's terribly embarrassed by the whole thing. Harry, it has nothing to do with that. The apartment buzzer screeched. They're here. What should I say? Simply apologize and tell them we're not going. Because of a bad feeling? Sure, if you like. Or make something up. You're good at that. But don't let them in. I don't want to see them. Dahlia made her way to the bathroom. Harry to the hallway. The buzzer squawked again. Yes, yes, I'm coming, Harry said. A sharp pain shot through Harry's leg as he picked up the pace. Must have sat on it oddly. It took a while for Harry to get to the door. When he opened it, he saw Claire wearing a leather jacket, jeans, and a t-shirt. So people did go out in Westminster like that. It's so good to see you, Claire said and flung her arms around Harry. Are you ready? Harry froze. What was he meant to say again? Um, no. Then invite me in. I'll wait. I can't go out tonight. I know this is short notice, and I'm sorry to do this to you, but... It's just... Look, you'll think I'm mad, but I've got a bad feeling about this. Claire pushed past him, rubbed his shoulder with an assurance he didn't understand. Let's talk inside. Harry peered out into the empty corridor. Isn't James with you? Not anymore. Not anymore? What did that mean? He got lost on the way? Harry shut the door and didn't ask. He heard Dahlia singing softly in the bathroom. Weird passive aggression or a genuine change of mood? Harry limped into the living room, damn legs still playing up, and sat next to Claire, who had already made herself comfortable on the sofa. This place is a mess, Claire said, holding up an empty beer bottle. Rude. Probably, but the place looked better last week. Perhaps this was why Dahlia hadn't wanted Claire to come in, snooping around, picking up stuff, casting judgment like this was an episode of How Clean Is Your House. Not much different, Harry muttered. There are two bins next to the television. And how many half-eaten takeaway pizzas are piled up on the dining table? Don't be silly, you're exaggerating. Look at the table. He did. And, okay, things had gotten a bit out of control lately. But him and Dahlia had been working hard. Dahlia more so. She'd done so much overtime, Harry felt as if he hadn't seen her for months. Still, he wasn't going to admit Claire was right. So we live differently, Harry said. You've always been a bit of a clean freak. I like to take a more relaxed approach to things. 
Claire removed ripped open Amazon boxes from the top of the sofa. Really relaxed. Harry stood up. His leg killed, but he had to get Claire out of the apartment before Dahlia returned. She was likely doing the old stay in the bathroom until the guest disappears trick. Even more reason to hurry things along. I know bailing at short notice is shitty, but I can't go out tonight. If not tonight, then when? Harry frowned. What an odd thing to say. Anytime, really. I'll call you soon, and we'll get something in the diary. But tonight was in the diary. Look, I'm not going to stop you from going out. And there are going to be plenty of good people there. Brad, Lisa, Albert. The list goes on. Harry, sit down and rest your leg. I feel in pain just seeing you like that. He straightened, defiant. I'm sorry to do this, but you need to go. Then, lowering his voice, Listen, between you and me, I wanted to go out. But the thing is, Dahlia doesn't. And I'm not the one with the bad feeling. It's her. Believe me, I tried to convince her to come along, but... I mean, maybe she doesn't forgive Leon for all that business at the Christmas party. She says she does, acts like she does, but... Well, whatever her reasoning, I've got to support her. Harry, sit down. You have to leave, Claire. I'm going to get it in the neck for not telling you to leave sooner. Now, it's not that she doesn't like you. Actually, she thinks rather highly of you, is always going on about what a good person you are, mostly because of how much you've helped me over the years. Says I don't deserve a mate as good as you. Harry grinned, but Claire didn't reciprocate. More concerned than amused. Oh, please, just leave. I'll phone you soon and we'll see each other next week or something, I promise. But if Dahlia says she has a feeling, even if it's irrational, I have to listen. Claire stood, helped Harry back on the sofa. Harry folded his arms. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, hold on a minute. If Dahlia's not going, that's her right. But shouldn't you go? Leon's your best mate. And I get that. But it's important to her that I stay too. Now, she's not controlling me, but Harry, it's okay. Everything will be okay. Good, Harry said. I'm glad you understand. I guess you'll be on your way then. Claire didn't move. So did James go on ahead, or is he not coming? I wouldn't blame him. I mean, James and Leon rarely see eye to eye. Well, most things. You know, I thought they were going to come to blows over Brexit. Dahlia's singing grew louder. That's a hint, Harry said. A warning. What is? The singing. She does that when she's trying to communicate something. Claire stared blankly. Jesus, what must you think of us? Harry, go to the bathroom. He laughed. Not a chance. Please. I'm serious. If I burst in on her while she's hiding away, the moment you're gone, she'll hit the roof. Claire rose from the sofa. Then I'll go. Dahlia's singing grew louder still. Thunderous. Don't, Harry said. Listen, I'll check on her and... No offense, but making me check on her instead of just leaving when I asked you to is kind of shitty. A real dick move. Harry huffed off to the bathroom as quickly as he could. He knocked on the door. Dahlia, I have to come in. Silence. The singing had stopped. Claire stood behind Harry. He tried to shoo her away. Knocked again. Dahlia, 
I'm coming in. No response. He turned to Claire. She must be really pissed off. Harry pushed the door open, the room dark, the lights off. Dahlia? He fumbled for the light switch, illuminating the room. Dahlia's makeup and cosmetics, perfumes and sprays, unwashed clothes in a heap. Remnants of Dahlia, but no Dahlia. Harry looked to Claire. She must have slipped out while we were in the living room. Christ knows why or where, but... Well, Dahlia does as Dahlia wishes. Claire reached for Harry, squeezed his hand. Harry glimpsed himself in the mirror. Uncut hair creeping over his ears. Beard thick and unkempt. Jesus, he'd let himself go. He half-smiled at Claire, not wanting his outer appearance to reflect his inner thoughts. I should call her. I mean, maybe she wants to be alone, but I've got to try. He dialed the number. It's ringing. They heard the ringtone from the living room. Great. She's left it here. Definitely wants to be alone then. Claire guided Harry back to the living room and sofa, got out her own phone. I need you to look at this. Harry took the phone. A news site loaded. No offense, but I don't think this is the time to read the news. You have to read this. Harry went to protest, but realized it would be quicker to give the damn thing a cursory glance. Some story about a terrorist attack in Westminster. Five people dead, fifty injured. A man driving an SUV had run over members of the public on Westminster Bridge, burst through the Palace of Westminster gates and bludgeoned a police officer to death before he was taken out. Obviously this is terrible, a real tragedy, but... Harry paused. I don't want to come across as insensitive, but why are you showing me this? Scroll down to the photographs. I'm not sure that's... Scroll down, Claire's voice firm. Photographs of the victims. A kindly-looking man with shoulder-length hair and a goatee. A brunette woman with gentle eyes and a wide smile. When he saw the next photograph, he looked up. James is dead? Claire nodded. He shuffled over, hugged her tightly. I'm so sorry. She pushed away. Keep looking. He did, but what he saw made no sense. Is this a joke? Claire shook her head. But that's Dahlia. And me. She nodded. We aren't dead. He reached back to Claire, squeezed her hand. See? Your leg, she said. You were badly injured. He looked down at it. No wonder it was throbbing. It was all bandaged up. Had he not known or simply forgotten? How the... Harry looked at the article again. It listed Dahlia as one of the fatalities. But that's impossible. She was in the bathroom minutes ago, singing clear and loud as day. I heard her. We both did. I'm sorry, Harry. I didn't hear anything. What are you talking about? Are you deaf or something? You need to forgive yourself for what happened. You didn't do anything wrong. You weren't to know. Harry shook his head. This is a pretty sick joke, you know. He pulled at the bandages. Stop, Claire said. Please. I don't know if Dolly is in on this too, or how the hell you got these bandages on me without me noticing. And I sure as hell don't know why you'd create fake articles. Was this Leon? Did he put you up to this? Always the joker. 
One last joke before he goes to America, was that it? Leon's been in America for almost a year. Dahlia and James have been... But she couldn't say it. Then Harry remembered, as he had the previous week, and the week before that, and the week before that, whole body trembling as it all flooded back. She didn't want to go, Claire. That's what she said. I don't want to go. Told me she had a bad feeling, and I laughed. I fucking laughed at her. I convinced her otherwise, and now she's... But Harry couldn't say it either. He collapsed to the floor, the stench of rot and rubbish filling his nostrils, as he saw the room and his life as it really was. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Other Stories, as it was written by Michael David Wilson, narrated by Persephone Rose, edited by Carl Hughes and muted by Chris Zabriskie and Sam Robson. Michael David Wilson is a professional writer, editor, podcaster, and the founder of ThisIsHorror.co.uk. His forthcoming novella, The Girl in the Video, will be published later this year by Perpetual Motion Machine Publishing. You can connect with Michael at www.michaeldavidwilson.co.uk or at WilsonTheWriter on Twitter. Also, you may have heard Persephone's fantastic narration on our podcast many times, including today's episode, and I think you'll agree it's a fantastic talent. Now, if you'd like to hear more of his dulcet tones, you can check out his brand new podcast, Emperor Pigs, which launches on the 20th of April. I can't describe Emperor Pigs, really, and the best I can do is to play you this trailer. Have a seat, class, and let Fernand educate you. From executive producer Persephone Rose. We've all got something we're dealing with here, and sometimes things get rough. In a city populated by monsters and demons. I want six pizzas, topped with your precious sacrificed goat. Comes the story of a pizzeria that also sells weed. Hey, G-Man, you got any new butt flavors? One crew must face unprecedented challenges. Let me talk to your manager. Anything with meat on it. You are definitely overcharging me. Of all the terrible customer service atrocities, we just have to push through and try our best. Let the transference of spirits begin. As the dough rises. Just what kind of business are you running around here, huh? And an empire falls. We didn't order any stinking pizza. Hey, wait. What shop did you say you were from again? You weren't really going to kill him, are you? I told him you'd be nothing but trouble. Imagine my surprise when it turned out I was right. Hey, boss. Fernie's gone and lost as another driver. Get me my silver bullet gun! No! My offspring have a basic right to eat. You are under arrest on cross-dimensional terrorism charges. We have extensive evidence linking you to massacres in at least six distinct universes. <laughs> Postal Roach Audio proudly presents Emperor Pigs, Pizza, and Sigs. Believe it or not, we've dealt with worse situations around here. EmperorPigs.com So go subscribe now to Emperor Pigs and show Persephone some of that other stories love. A big congrats to you, Persephone, and here's to a massively successful launch. So... Until next time. Hold up. 
Hello, my name is Alex Markley, and I'm inviting you to check out my new podcast. It's a surreal sci-fi comedy series called The Unlikely Adventures of an Improbable Family. It's about a forlorn shell of a man, his egotistical laptop, a cartoon alien fuzzball, and a mysterious woman with telepathic abilities. You can find The Unlikely Adventures on the web at unlikely.show or wherever you find your podcasts. Give it a listen and let me know what you think. And thanks.